What's going on, everybody? Good afternoon. This is George Pitts with Monetize Everything Podcast. Today, we got a great guest today that I'm really excited about. We have Coach Libby Anderson is going to be joining us. Coach Libby is a woman of God. She is also a business owner, entrepreneur. She coaches individuals. She's a social media strategist as well. Just an all-around woman of excellence. I'm very excited to have her on today. We're going to be talking about her journey to entrepreneurship, the things that she's done, and really just to get some of her advice on those that are looking to um, start businesses or, you know, take their skills and monetize those things while being a, uh, whether you're a single parent, um, because she did this um, with her, with her, with her three kids and just a dream. So I cannot wait to have her on you guys are going to be in for a treat, so stay tuned. This is the Monetize Everything Podcast, a place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. All right, everybody, welcome in. So, Today, we have an awesome guest, as I spoke to you guys about here in the introduction. We have the world-famous Coach Libby Anderson. She is the owner and founder of Coach Libby LLC. She is a coach, an entrepreneur, a brand strategist, and a social media influencer. She helps entrepreneurs, just like some of you all in here, take their offline presence and bring them online and dominate. Coach Libby, welcome to the Monetize Everything podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, George, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited to have you here because, you know, we've been following each other for a while on, on social media, and it's just been amazing. And when I first heard your story, I was like, wow, you're talking about someone that literally used no excuse, that had every, every available excuse to use and didn't use one of them. And I just think that is so awesome. I just thank you so much for coming on here today. What I want to first kind of dive into with you about is what made you decide to go into entrepreneurship? You know, what's funny is that I never started out with the intention of being an entrepreneur. I tell people my desire was not to make money when I got online. My desire was to actually encourage people and to actually vlog my comeback. I was actually, I started um, my social media while I was looking for a job in South Florida and I was in school at Everest, I was looking for a job and I was like, I just want to vlog my comeback. So I used Instagram as a tool to kind of share for the first like week or two who I was. And then it, it quickly shifted to pouring out encouragement, words of wisdom, uh, empowerment, specifically aimed at women. So I never started out with the intention of being an entrepreneur. I didn't have any packages, plans. I called myself Coach Livy, but that's what God said to do with Coach Livy. But beyond that, I really didn't have a plan, strategy, no business plan, none of that. I just was pouring. And then all of a sudden, it was pulling in. It was uh, content marketing on steroids. The way I was going in, I just didn't know what it was, what I was doing. I was just doing it as led by the Holy Spirit. So once you actually did it, like, what was that transition like? Because you had every intention on just finding a good job, working, supporting your family. So what was that transition like? Because it's a mindset shift to go from being an employee or someone that wants to work to being an entrepreneur? What was that like? It was difficult because remember that many people who I knew know my family, they had never seen an entrepreneur. They'd seen hustlers, but they'd not seen real entrepreneurs. So when I made the shift to say, you know, maybe it's not time to look for a job. 
my family outright rejected it. I was called everything lazy, you know, procrastinator. You know how they do us uh, mm. when we're millennials and we're, we're young and all of this stuff. Oh, but no. I knew in my heart, I said, maybe I'm not called to work. And it was difficult because I didn't know what not working looked like. My father was a hardworking man. He worked two, three jobs, had companies, you know, did cut grass, you know. But it was a journey. I was writing and I, I began to write even more. And my first books were published on Amazon, which I don't even believe in, to be honest with you, except for bragging rights. I don't believe Amazon's a moneymaker for many people. For most of us, it's just bragging rights, best-selling author, whatever. Exactly. But so what happened for me, it was, it was like, okay, I got to do something different and I got to do something quick. So for the first year online, I got to 60,000 followers on Instagram, but I didn't have a package. I didn't have a service. I had tried some things, tried selling some eBooks for $10. And ebooks is just my thing. I, I sell ebooks. I, I do content. But it was difficult because I had to pretty much endure the fact that my family had never seen an entrepreneur in the making. I didn't either. And so I had to endure a lot of backlash, a lot of negativity, a lot of just resistance. I call it resistance, is what many of us deal with when we've never been surrounded by the, the type of entrepreneur that God is calling us to be in this hour and this season. I had not read any books, I had not tuned into anyone. I just knew for me, I had to make money. It was do or die. 60,000 followers, no money, you know, but I, I didn't know how. I didn't have a mentor. No one showed me how to do any of that. It was just, I would just do the work. But one thing hit me one day at about two in the morning. I said, you know, I got to make money. And a fellow uh, coach, I had told him how to use Instagram. He started growing like crazy. And I, I don't mind dropping his name. I know he doesn't mind either. His name is uh, Stefan Speaks on Instagram. He has like a million Instagram followers. When I started training him on how to do it, he only had like 25,000 followers. And so I just was like, man, you don't know the code. And I kind of kind of like told him, AKA, what the code is, how to use the platform, how to think like an Instagram influencer. And then he told me at the end of our time together, which was about a month, I only take about a month on my clients. I had not charged him anything because I, I didn't know that was a viable business either. Remember, I'm just out here helping people, wanting to encourage people. And so he said, why don't you put your quotes on a shirt? And George, everything in me knew the old way. Well, I don't have any money. I can't buy shirts. I can't be doing this. I don't even know what a screen printer is. Yeah. And for two weeks, I ignored it. But it got to a point when I had to really shift out of the employee mindset. I had to say, listen, there has to be some way that I can make money. With everything that I've done, all the content marketing I've been doing, the influencer marketing I've been tapping into, I now have 60,000-something followers. These women are tied in. What can I do to make money? And God brought that thing back at about 2 in the morning. I went, did a Google search. No lie, okay? People think it's a game. I'm anointed for Google. I did a Google search, and I found out how to create shirts without anything up front. No money, no down payment, no nothing. I learned how to design a shirt. I chose a really good company. Now, four years later, everyone's doing it. But when I did it, there was nothing out there on actually using uh, drop shippers to print and you know ship your t-shirts yeah but when i started no one had ever seen it but they wanted the sayings they saw my writing on the back of a shirt and scooped it up and it was my first 700 dollars i made online i made that in one week oh, when i made wow. that 700 dollars, it was over i said okay i'll never be homeless again because i started the journey homeless you already know that part it was a mindset shift and i had to see the results and say okay i know what i did to make this you know we're human we know how to replicate stuff I knew how, what I did to make this 700. Let me make another 700 and then another and then 900 a week and then 1,500 a week. Oh, well, let me get certified as a coach. Boom. That was the end of me ever struggling the way I, I struggled to understand money. I understand money now. Now I'm just struggling to hit a seven-figure year. But, <laughs> but we all desire some things. And for me, it was, it was a mindset shift. I had to say, listen, no one's going to save me. 
God is there. He's with me. There must be something he needs me to learn that I don't know yet. And it was a Google search that really helped me to take an idea from a, a fellow coach who couldn't even do it the way I did it. He wasn't anointed for t-shirts. He tried doing it and didn't make any money with t-shirts, but he was a speaker. That was his, that was his thing. For me, that shift, that brought in the flow. It showed me how to monetize anything. If you can monetize a quote on a t-shirt at three in the morning, you can monetize anything. It's all about knowing how to get yourself in a consumable product or a consumable service. That's what shifted me truly, was making that, se- that first $700 after that, I was gone. It was like you couldn't stop me at that point from making money. It, you just couldn't stop me from utilizing online tools, websites, and I just continued to grow when my skills began to develop. Amazing, amazing um, process. And I love that because monetizing everything is so true to the statement. When you have the internet, you have an unlimited amount of space to allow you to grow something, right? Many of us, we have all this land that's given to us when it comes to online or at least offer that we can go out and and stake claim to and, and we just don't do it. You know, there's over 300 million people in this country, 300 million plus people. So there are plenty of consumers out there for everybody. And I just love what you talked about, about, you know, you came up with these things and you created this t-shirt, you know, you made your first $700. Tell us what that was like when you made not only your first dollar, but making $700 online and doing something that you've never done before has got to have some type of a feeling. What was that like when you, when you looked at that screen and you was like, oh my gosh, I made $700 online. And I don't, honestly, it wasn't real until it hit my PayPal account. <laughs> then it was real. <laughs> and I cried. I cried because it was, it was something, something in me just began to look back on the year I had before. Remember, I had been building this platform for a year. You see somebody who has 100-something thousand followers, and you think, okay, are they real? Some of them now, they're just going and buying followers, and you know how that goes. But when I say that first 10 months, I used to be online from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. every night. I used to be online for literally seven hours a night every night for 10 months. I told people I put in my 2,000 hours. That's why I'm an Instagram expert. Not because Instagram certified me because they don't have classes yet. They do. I'm going to take one, right? But Instagram don't have certifications for experts. I literally have lived on, and breathed and been a part of this platform since 2013. So when I was working and I was crying over it and saying, Lord, I'm tired of being broke. It was something in me that would not stop creating and would not stop pouring. There was a driving force in me. So when I got that first $700, it wasn't a game. I cried and I said I would never be homeless again. It was a declaration that to this day I stand on, even when you know there's low months in my business and when there's a a bit of a struggle that I have to endure in the business because that happens even at six figures. Mm-hmm. But it, it was all about saying, I will never go back to that place where I don't know and don't have the authority or the power to provide for my children. I never go back to that place where I'm literally trying to think, Lord, what do I need to do? Do we need to get some noodles and hot dogs tonight? Like I just did not want to go back and to see that it was like an open door. It was like an open door. I said, man, I will never, and I never forget me saying it. Cause I'm like, who makes that declaration? off a $700 check, but it wasn't a $700 check. It was all them, that 10, 11 months that I had been pouring, and it was the first part of the harvest. It was the first part of that, actually seeing that come together. Wow. And it, it was transformative. You literally left Egypt. Yes. I mean, that, that's what it was. You, you went through all that. The world that gave you all this hard labor and hard time and just did you, you know, some type of way that, that left you and your family out to where you didn't have, you know, to where you were homeless at that time. And yeah. you literally left Egypt and got to your promised land. 
Wow. I never thought about it like that, but you're right. There's a point when the chains break and that's when they broke for me. Uh, that right. year I made, I made $40,000 in my first year of business online. $40,000 your first year. I mean, for you guys that are listening, $40,000 as an entrepreneur is a lot of money for your first year. There are some people, this is why they tell you when you start businesses, especially if you start a brick and mortar business, that they say you need to have at least a year's worth of you know, salary expenses and everything saved up because most people don't make a profit in their first year. Yet online, you know, you can make profit a lot sooner but even $40,000 in your first year of online business is amazing, especially from the fact you could technically all from your phone, right? Yes, yeah, my phone. I tried writing some ebooks on my computer. The only time I ever have a laptop open is when I'm writing uh, you know, books and whatnot. And, and I gotta be really transparent though. Can I, can I be transparent? Please, that was 2015. Please. That was 2015 when I made my, my first $700 in February. And by the end of that year, I had literally clocked, you know, statements, you know, W-9s. Not, it's not a W-2. It's some companies sent me 1099s. Some of them sent me little statements saying, you know, I made the, you know, they make sure you, they don't want the tax liability um, when you start using these platforms. So literally 1099, yeah, you okay, verifiable. When I look back, though, the 2014 year, I made no money. I didn't even know what a business looked like. I didn't have a business. 2013 was the year that I actually did not have my children that year. I went through about a year without them because they were in state care. 2012, June of that month, uh, that year is when I, we first got homeless. So if you look back at the first two and a half years of my life, it, entrepreneurial life, I thought, you know, and that, that year I had also given my life back to crash. I rededicated my life in 2012. It was on all fronts. So I don't want to get too far off the question, but to be quite transparent, making that kind of money in the first year, I felt like it was something I had earned because of what I had been through for the previous two and a half years of being a single black woman with children, the kind of perceptions you have to deal with, the, the kind of resistance to you being in certain spaces, that's difficult to deal with. I should be uh, an engineer by trade, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually was accepted to UCL for engineering back in 2004, you know, and I did not finish school because I had my first child. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, circumstances put aside, but if I was an engineer now, I'd be making a hundred grand a year. Right. I feel like all God did in the last five years is allow me to be able to re- be restored to the income I would have made had I gone through the traditional track of education and life and going through the rank. But, uh, you know, my journey had to be a little bit different because of the call on my life. But at the same time, becoming that entrepreneur, stepping into that mindset shift, it really required me to be like, you know, what? I don't care what people think about me. I'm going in. I don't care what happens. I have to keep going. This had to be transparent because people think that it was easy. It was not easy. And I had to go a year without making that first year. I really didn't make any money, but I wasn't a business. And I didn't even think like a business. I considered myself as a woman just love people. And I wanted to pour on people. But what I was truly doing was building up the framework. I was building up a lead generation tool that literally I could tap into the next year. Once I realized I had to launch a business. And if I don't, I'm in trouble. I tried selling it the month before I made my first $700. I tried selling the account. Because it had already had like, you know, 60,000 followers. Who wants to buy this, you know? No one wanted to buy it. And I had a girlfriend, a fellow coach. She got certified about a few months before I did. Mm-hmm. She said, Livy, God gave this to you. You got to learn. Like, listen, I almost gave it up. Like, Esau moment. I got to eat. Let me sell this so I can get some money in my pockets and go find a job. That was my January of 2015. Wow. I need to go find a job. And had I given it up, I tell people, had that girl, my friend, not said to me, Livy, I tried to give it away. She said, I'm not going to take this from you, but I don't know what you got to do, but you got to get into your prayer closet because you can't give this up. 
And I didn't understand what I was carrying at that point. Just like Esau didn't understand when he was giving up. He was giving up his birthright. Birthright, yeah. A lot of us will give up whole businesses, whole ministries. We'll give up our seven figures. We'll give up the legacy because we want to eat. We need to be comfortable. That was powerful. And, and the thing is, is that sometimes our own brothers and sisters can see what we have and we don't. And they'll still try to take the us. Yes. Because that, was, was, that was Esau's brother. And not just his brother, his twin brother that took that money. He knew what he had. Yeah, I was fortunate that she did not take it. I tell people all the time, one of the people I always attribute to a part of me being here was one was my baby sister. She's the one that showed me. She took me to a, after four days after I lost my children back in 2013, my baby sister, she, you know, eight years younger than, than me to the day. She was my baby sister. And she was just like, I don't want you to be hurting anymore. I just want you to feel better. So she said, let me take you to a heat game. And I made a decision as I was sitting there you know, crying about losing my children four days before. I was still going through my mental, you know, breakdown, so to speak, because it, it had been a long journey of homelessness at that point. Yeah. And so that was sort of like the bottom. And I just decided, yeah, I'm going to go. And so I could have cried, but who cried a, little, a couple more hours that night? And the, the opportunity would never have happened for me to actually learn what Instagram was. I didn't know what it was. It was on my, it was on my phone, but I didn't know what it was. So when the young girl said, hey, I want to use your phone. Can I use it to post on my Instagram? She logged in. She posted on her Instagram. I saw the whole process. You know, I'm, I'm analyzing what she's doing with my phone. Like, okay, you snapped it. You, I said, you just posted up. She said, you're a teenager, no less. I say, she said, you, you just posted. I said, you just posted? That's it? She said, yeah. Now, I'm 26 years old. I got this thing. I'm like, I don't know what this is. She's just posting it. And she gave me back the phone. And I looked at it. And I said, wait, you're just posting it on Instagram. And people come and they like it. She said, yeah. I said, Lord, I could use this to vlog my comeback. I have nothing but about 200 followers. And like, I had no big audience. And uh. I said, I could use this to vlog my comeback because I was intent on getting back on my feet. It was a decision to live that led me to know what Instagram was. And it's because my sister invited me to come out of my shell, come out of the house, stop boohoo crying, let's take you out for a day, you know, a night on the town at a heat game. But it was the beginning of me knowing what Instagram was. And that picture is still on my Instagram to this day. And the first picture I ever, I ever took for Instagram is still up. And I tell people, go back, uh, what is it, March or no, May 29, 2013 on uh, a Queen's Worth, that Instagram account, and you will see it. Go back and you will see it. It's still there. It's proof that, no, I really did learn how I do at a heat game, okay? After losing everything I had, including my children. So that was the first post. But let, let me just tell you, George, now looking back, that girl could have took everything. That fellow coach could have said, okay, you got 60,000 followers. No bet. I'll take it. No problem, sis. And taking it and ran with it. But she said, no. True covenant connection that does not want what you have. She said, no. And she said, I don't know what's going on with you. I know you're dealing with some stuff, but I won't take this from you. Mm. And so she forced me to keep it. And then two weeks later, I launched the t-shirt line. <laughs> and so the rest it, is history. And the rest is history. Yes, sir. Wow. That is incredible. So tell us a little bit about your journey while you were, you know, you're at the Heat game. You get introduced pseudo to Instagram. Take us through what that journey was like to build Instagram once you kind of got down. Oh, wait, I can do this. Like, what was it like to go through that and building those 60,000 followers? It was exciting at first because I was like, oh, this new tool, you learn how to do this stuff. Complete strangers are finding you on the Internet. I'm digging in. I mean, when I say digging in, I'm in, you know, learning how to use hashtags appropriately. You know, I'm in here. This doesn't work like it used to. It worked, you know, back in 2013. It worked five years ago. It don't work now was up here liking 300 pictures an hour. I was learning the limits I could do. I was literally, I wasn't even using bots. I tried using bots for a short time and it just did not feel right to me. 
the, the luster. So that first couple months, I was excited. I was posting 12, 15 times a day. My family was rejecting me. I was in school. I was exiting my classes. I just needed help, but my family wasn't willing to help me. So I was, it was double. And it's, it's been this way even to this day. I live two lives. I told you for this. I'm an entrepreneur. I make over six figures a year. Verify. I have a hundred something thousand followers on Instagram, sixty something thousand on Facebook. I can go on a post now, put something up, and two thousand people from all over the earth will like it. That I've never met. That kind of influence can't be bought and paid for. No. But I also am living a, a second life. I was also homeless. My children were in state care. I was visiting my own babies every week just to make sure they were okay. And I was praying with them. I was going through the emotional turmoil of being a mother without her children, right? And I was still saying, but God, I can't give up this Instagram, this thing you put in my hand. It was a duality of purpose and circumstance that I was walking through every day. And I was acing my classes. And until this day, there was something I was in an English class and I said to this teacher, I said, I wonder why they don't have financial classes in, in, in high school. What I want to do is I want to actually be able to bring financial classes into high schools. I want to bring credit classes into high schools. I want to bring mindset classes. I want to bring investment classes into high schools because that's when we should know about it is before we can ever put our hands on a credit card. And she looked at me and said, you're a different one, aren't you? I said, yes, I am. Even though I was living this duality, I always knew I was speaking to a future that I didn't understand. I was speaking to something that I didn't understand. And so as I was building the journey, the, the feeling of getting on there and posting, at first people was like, how are you liking Instagram? Why is this? It became my life, right? I was like, they were like, what are you doing on Instagram? How's it helping get your kids back? I was like, I don't know how it's helping me get my kids back, but I know I can't stop. When I say that, it was like, Holy Spirit, turn that thing on and I couldn't turn it off. I said, I can't stop posting. I would get shout outs from some of the entrepreneurs, black female entrepreneurs that I was inside that whole uh, niche. I was inside of the natural hair niche. I had dug into that niche on purpose. Natural hair, targeted black women, because I'm saying I'm black, I'm natural. I want to talk to me, the people who really need me. I want to speak to them. So I found them on social media, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 followers. I connected with other influencers, young men, and after a time they had to stop because they weren't believers, but I connected with them and we would grow together, 20,000, 25,000, 30,000 followers. You know, these numbers are growing so quickly. People are like, what is going on? What is going on? I said, listen, I don't know, but understand this, I can't stop it. It was a snowball effect. And I said, people don't understand. I did not buy my influence. I cried. Some nights I thought I would pray or do my weekly prayer call. I would do the prayer call, and I would get off, and I would cry because I said, Lord, I'm praying. I'm doing all this, but I still don't see my, the duality was still there. It was like I was becoming one woman in one way, and in the other way, I was still struggling to even get myself in order in my personal life. And that was where I was for about, I don't know, that first year, year and a half. So building up that 60,000 followers, it felt good, but then it got to a point where I didn't want to do it anymore. But I knew I had a responsibility to keep going, even if I didn't understand where it was going to end up. I didn't understand how this was going to matter. How am I going to make money? How are people's lives going to be changed? Like, what is this doing for me? Like, do they even care? Because remember, I had no idea about how to do polls. I had no idea to see how this was impacting people. I wasn't coaching anyone in that first year or two. I was just pouring and encouraging and loving on people. And I was authentic and I was real and I was raw. It was like if I, my life could be a documentary of that first two years, it would be ugly. Okay. But the, when I started, it was exciting. But as I continued to go through it, it was just a refusal to quit. It was just a tenacity that kicked in after that first, that, that after the feel good moments were gone. But I was getting shout outs from people that had 100 something thousand followers, 300 something thousand followers. They would just shout me out because what I was saying was relevant to the, the niche I was in, the culture I was a part of. And then I said, okay, 
I didn't even know what shout outs were and what they did. But then I, I, as I began to grow, I said, um, let's do this more frequently. Let's do whatever it takes to grow. And even though I was Coach Livy in the beginning, I went to a Queensworth for about three years and I went back to Coach Livy. So you can find me at Coach Livy on uh, Instagram. But when I tell you 8,000 real posts, I mean, that's 8,000 posts. Let's divide that by, even if I only did one post a day, divide that by 365, that's years, right? But I've been doing this for like four and a half years. So all of those postings that I've been doing, I have never really gone through and did a purge. I'm, I th I'm thinking about doing it, but I'm struggling with it because there is a mountain of history that if you go back to 2014, you can find a post that might just affect your whole day. If you go back to 2015 on my timeline, you'll be able to find a, an encouraging word from, from maybe someone someone else, you know? Um, I should share everyone else too. I was one that it would flow. You wouldn't, I was not the main source. You could flow through me and people, I would find accounts and I would say, let me go ahead and shout them out. So I became a part of Instagram and Instagram became a part of me. But that first year, I, I can tell you it was hard. Now, in hindsight, it was worth it. But that first year, no money, getting to 60,000 followers, it was worth it. And I, and I went back on uh, Queensworth and I found that first post and it gave me goosebumps because it says fun at the heat game last night. And it's this picture of you at the heat game. And I'm like, wow. And like everything you just said, it's like, I, I feel like I'm there in this picture. I mean, it's just, and then I see the other ones about when you got in at Everest and you showed your picture. I mean, literally I'm <laughs> seeing the journey. So yes. for me, like even for the people that listen to this and I still tell you, and I told you this uh, last year, I still think that your story is going to be a movie at some point just because of how powerful it is. And I would not purge this information because I'm just looking through it and I'm seeing your journey. Like I'm living your journey right now as I'm scrolling up from that very first post through scrolling up and I'm seeing your journey to get to where you are today. I mean, even your posts change. You can even tell just times where you shifted because, you know, some of your posts that I'm looking at now from, from older times, some of them, most of them are really, really colorful. You know, they got the really, really colorful. And then as you start to go farther up, it's just, it's very, very clean. Polished. It's, it gets more polished. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, where did this come from? And even whenever it gets more polished and it's just kind of like black and white, it still gets more polished as, you, as you're going up. So what, what a journey. For the single woman that's out there right now, or even the single man, right, that's out there right now, that's having their moment their Egypt moment. What would you say to them right now? Oh God, this has been a hard journey. I I'll say this. If you know someone, and this is for single people, right? Can I talk from a relationship standpoint? Please. Talk to all of them. Let's do it. For the single men and women, if you know someone in your heart right now that you can really connect with and that respects who you are, respects where God has taken you, don't let them go. It is so difficult to find someone, not at this point in my journey, I don't even date the way I would have dated five years ago. I'll say this. I used to think to myself, who's going to love me and four children? I mean, that's me, you know, 2012 circa, you know, coming out of the mission home because we started in a mission home in September 2012. And then we were homeless up until like April 2014. Okay. And then we, we weren't homeless anymore, but it still wasn't my home. And then I started making money in 2015. So I used to think, who's going to love me and four children? And, you know, and I was still the woman I've always been. I loved. I was a hard worker. I was a good person. I, I did what I had to do to keep things together. But I thought, man, I've got so much extra weight now. I don't, you know, I'm older now. i got children. I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm not, you know, I used to think all these things. And now my thought process completely transformed as an entrepreneur, uh, as a woman of God. My question now is who's qualified 
to walk with me on this journey, love me and my four children, because you got to be qualified now. You can't come near me because of the income I make, the money I make, the influence I have. Everyone that I look at, I have to say they're going to respect who I am, are going to be able to walk with me. Do they understand the weight of being able to walk with someone who has influence? Uh, you know, I don't want to date someone who's going to embarrass me by not being a person of standard, in other words, a person who's going to be honest, transparent, have integrity, and be able to protect what it is that they will receive in me. It's a different journey now. I don't date the way I used to date. I don't think the way I used to think. So if you find someone now at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey that you can vibe with, that you can connect with, be intentional about recognizing what you have and don't take it for granted because the more successful you get, the more you grow, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. We're so concerned about having someone to love us and love us and love us. But you got to love you and know what's in you before you connect with anybody. But if you can see that now, grab a hold to it, right? I don't really have anyone like that in my life that I can connect with on that level. I'm looking, okay? But as a single woman now within this business, I know that everything I do now, every decision I make has massive, even the person that I decide to date and marry, it's not going to be just for me and my family anymore. It is for me in a legacy. It is a, a much different weight. I don't even, like, I'm not worried about it. It's going to happen, and it's going to happen in due season. And when it does happen, I know it'll be God because of the woman that I am now. Right. And that's what I say for singles. I've been saying that probably for about a month now, is that um, we're entering into a season where if, you, if the person doesn't respect and value where you're going, it can sabotage everything God is doing in you. You know, I got a couple more questions here. I know, I know you're a very busy woman, so I want to respect your time. What was your first class like? Because, uh, you know, let me explain something to some of the listeners. So when you become an, an online influencer, you really get a world of opportunities open to you. You get opportunities to speak. You get opportunities to coach people one-on-one, and then you get opportunities to do webinar and courses and teach several people at once on a particular topic. And for me, and I'll let Coach Libby kind of explain her situation. For me, it was just my first class was teaching people about eBay three and a half years ago. And for me, it was mind-blowing that so many people wanted to learn something from me and not only learn something from me, but pay me for it. What was your first class like, Coach Libby? And what was that feeling when you actually had people that wanted to pay you to teach them something? Wow. You know what? I didn't even start classes until year two. A lot of what I did in year one was one-on-one, and that was a bit mind-blowing. You know what I mean? You know, because remember, when I first started, I was selling t-shirts, which is a consumable product. They're not trying to buy me. They're just buying a t-shirt. So it's not so much of a connection there, and it's not so much heaviness, no, no weight there. But then when I started coaching, I got certified to coach, and then the week I knew I was certified and she was going to send me my documentation, I didn't wait. I got one, one person who's willing to pay me, and I was a little shook that she's willing to pay me money. She said, how much? I said, 180. I said, some random number out there. No, no market research, none of that, right? $180, yeah. I said, okay. And I hung up the phone, and God said, go get nine more. I said, nine more? He said, nine more. I, I was like, 10 clients? If I could just slap my older self, why would you get 10 clients out of the gate for your first round of coaching? Like, you have no idea of the weight of what you're dealing with when you take on someone one-on-one right yeah and so that was a mindset shift because i'd make two thousand dollars in like two days yeah and i was shook it when i said i was shook george i was shook in the holy ghost i was like oh my god i immediately went out and hired a coach <laughs> i said i need someone to help me manage the schedule because now i got 10 women who look to me they've paid their hard-earned money and so it was rough right so my first year i didn't even do classes but when i started doing classes in year two i was a lot better at managing groups of people being able to really be on like when you're not on you know what it means to not be on when you're an influencer 
when you're off, you're sitting, you're chilling, you're yourself. But when you get on, meaning you hit that go live button or you hit that start recording button on the training, it's a different story. And so the first class was messy because even though I had no, I was making some good money at that point, that first class, number one, was too low on cost. Number two, I really had no idea, you know, how to mute the class and how to do all, like, all of that was different. It really was like 20 people in the classroom. But remember that when you're doing this and you're doing it, you know, right, even if you feel a little bit unqualified, you, you shift. It shifted me. So I was like, wait, I'm a trainer. You know, you, you become a trainer when you do that. So you train, you train, you were, you were eBay trainer. Even though eBay might not have acknowledged you as a trainer, you were a trainer that produced people that actually made money on eBay because of what you showed them. And so for me, that journey was different. And so I said, look, I'm training people on how to close the door on all relationships or how to break out of some things and break into, you know, if I had to really narrow down the training, I want to be able to give you an example. My first non-relationshipy training was a t-shirt training. When I had learned how to make money doing t-shirts, other people came in and I said, let me help you. I did a t-shirt training. It was like one hour, two hours, and it was so much content that I had, number one, I had underestimated how much time I would need, right? Something uh, should not be a one-time class. It should be a three or a four-time class, yes, maybe four yes. classes in, in a program. I had underestimated how much time I would need. And the questions, I was prepared for them, but it had to be a sense of order. So you become like a teacher, man. To go from being a coach to a teacher, it, it takes you being able to know, okay, I'm worth it. They're going to respect and honor the time limit. They're going to take the information. They're going to run with it. They're going to make money. They're going to come back and they, they're going to say, Livy helped change my life. Because that was the biggest thing is that when they come back from the training and they actually start doing some things and making some changes, you're like, oh my God, these people actually listen to me. You know, they actually listen. They actually make money. And they they changed and the, the doors opened up and they, they built the ministry and I tell people I'm a transformational life coach even though I'm not doing any more private coaching because I was transformed first everything that I did in faith to build a new platform build a new program do another class it changes you because it's a part of a journey of opening up the world of entrepreneurship opening up you know the world to people who maybe are only looking in their backyard wow. it's an absolute transference of information we are in the transference of what we're in it we just don't see it that way i think that's what people don't understand the wealth transfer that we're speaking of we're in it it's through information and it's through action and it's through being able to say man i learned something that i didn't have to go pay forty thousand dollars and spend four years learning i learned it in in a, a one month class and went and actually made enough money so i can go pay off some debts mm-hmm. so wealth transfer so wow. yeah that's powerful. I'm so, I'm so glad you came on here. Um, let me ask you one last question real quick, Coach Lily. When you got to a position to where you were, I don't want to say comfortable because us as business owners and entrepreneurs, I don't know if we really ever get comfortable right. uh, financially, <laughs> but what was one of the first things or, or one of the things that you remember the most that you bought yourself that you were like, you know, just excited about? Listen, I've been buying experience and wisdom for four years, but the first thing I really bought for myself, I think, happened last year. I bought my dream car, and I've been wanting my car for two years, but I just got a Mercedes last year, luxury vehicle. Yeah. And I know it sounds crazy. It's a car. A car's not that important, but for this homeless girl who came out of 33311 and whose family has never seen the kind of money I make, and I'm still trying to get my family to grapple with what I do and the fact that I'm not always available. You know, that I actually do have a real job, even if I'm not clocking into anyone's J-O-B. 
that most for me and I, just memorable. I mean, I'm gonna tell you what I was gonna say. Let me tell you what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the moment that I was able to pay a millionaire two thousand dollars to speak to her for one for ninety minutes. That was my most gratifying experience because people mm-hmm. don't understand. I paid what amounts to some, some people's mortgage for one hour, one and a half hours, actually, 90 minutes. So she gave me two hours, though, but one and a half hours with a millionaire. And that girl, literally, I sat there and listened to her write out a 50K plan for my business because I can still to this day implement, but I didn't do it yet. I want to make sure I have my target right. Mm-hmm. But it's a 50K a month plan. She said, you can make 50000 a month doing this, and this is what you do, and this is how you do She said, I said she was worth every dollar. Wow. That was my probably my most gratifying purchase was more coaching. But I wanted to give you something physical, then it was probably my car. Um, just being able to go in there and see Coach Livy LLC on the check, because that's, they, uh, you know, we got a cashier's check. Coach Livy LLC bought this car. Coach yeah. Livy LLC is what's paying for this vehicle. A business is paying me. The business I created <laughs> is paying me, Olivia Anderson, and to be able to live a different life than I ever would have been able to do in someone's job. That's just different for me. Just being, and this car is so much more than just a car. I know people are like, oh, it's a car. Are you still broke? I'm like, listen, I make good money, okay? I bought the car because it's something I've wanted. And when God said, go get your car, I didn't think of a, a Toyota Corolla. Okay, no, you, I did you not. You didn't go get your Ishmael. You went and got your Isaac. Thank you. I did not get, okay, the hatchback, okay, <laughs> down the street. I did not go to ABC Autos. No, I, when he said to go get my car, the first time I looked up was Mercedes-Benz. You were playing no games. I was going to get this car. And you went and got it? Yeah, I went and got it. And that's a beautiful car, too. I saw, I saw it on social media. It is a beautiful, beautiful Mercedes, y'all. This ain't something she went on Craigslist and bought, you know, <laughs> off, the, off the used place. You know, I, I, I want to be clear. When she said she went and bought her Mercedes, she went and bought a new Mercedes. I'm talking, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful vehicle. Wow. What a story today, man. What, what, what a treat. Coach Lee, is there anything that you would like to tell uh, our listeners today? Also, uh, can you let them know where they can find you? I'm going to tell you where you can find me. I have a couple of places, but what I've just done is I've just created, I've shifted over. We all do this every year, but I, I feel this is different from the entrepreneurs listening. I want to say this. For the entrepreneurs listening, just know this. Your next two to three years are so crucial. Your next 18 months to three years is so crucial that if you have not started yet, get started now. Mm. If you have, you've been thinking about going to fence, get started now. Get with George. I don't care. Get with me, whatever. You know, I need you to move. Because what I hear in my spirit is that we're going to be the ones in the position to be able to be distribution centers. Like literally not playing, not giving away money. Some of you will do that. Some of you will sell money. You will lend money. But I mean like bread, like food. I mean like freedom, like real food. We're going to be that. We're going to have to be in position for it. And that those that prepare themselves over this 18 months, whether it's buying land, property, real estate, credit, restoration, whatever you're called to do, do it. I changed my website over. So you can find me at Olivia Anderson dot global olivia anderson dot global that's my website now when you go to coachlivy.com it'll redirect okay but my website is olivia anderson dot global and can i just be prophetic for a minute george i can't deny that part of me come on come on all right so let me go ahead and get you on so what god told me and i, I want to make sure my sound's still good what god told me uh last month as we were going through revival in our church and all this other good stuff I was in a place where I was struggling to say, what is it that I'm called to do in this new season? I feel like I've already accomplished so much. I'm 32 years old. 
you know, is it time for me to put up my entrepreneur hat? You know, I went through this, you know, this phase. And I went to church and there was a guest speaker on a Wednesday night, some pastor, some Turkish guy. He comes in, listen, I'm just being real, this guy. And he talks about the end times. He gives a, a, a perfect breakdown of those who are wise, who live in the overflow, who just enough isn't enough. The five wise virgins and the five, the foolish virgins is what it's called, right? Mm-hmm. Where the five wise virgins, they didn't just have their lamps lit, but they also had additional oil. They had, they had jars of oil on the side, right? Where the five foolish ones didn't, they only had enough to get them through each day. That reminds me of, and when I think of entrepreneurship, you know, because I'm in the industry, when I think of entrepreneurship, many of us, we only make enough to get by every day or maybe get our, our bills paid every month, but we're not living in the overflow. So we, our prices don't reflect that we live in the overflow. We're not getting clientele that want to live in the overflow. We're literally playing this, this, this game of cycles in, in small business. But when he said in the end, the Bible says in the end that when the bridegroom came, there were some, that the five wise ones that had more than enough oil, that actually had enough that when they had stopped giving oil every day, because it's going to happen, Oil means uh, power in the Bible, but oil was also a source in the old days, if you know Second Kings chapter 4, where they made money selling oil. It was a, com- it was a commodity. Right. So when we will see that we st- they're gonna, they we're going to stop selling commodities, you're not going to be able to get commodities so easily. The five foolish ones didn't have enough because they had not had anything stored up. They were not living in the overflow. They were only living just enough. I just want to get by. I'm just getting by. And that just getting by mentality caused them to be ready, to be ready for what's about to happen in the end. And I'm, I'm kind of speaking from the Bible and I'm speaking for entrepreneurship and I'm, it's coming together in a way I pray is coming through for those listening, that you want to be ready as an entrepreneur. You want to live in the overflow. So the pastor, when he gave the, the word, I said it was great. And, you know, I said, I'm good. And they did an altar call. I wasn't going to go. But God said, go ahead and go up. I said, all right, you know, I'm going to do it. The man puts his hands on me. I fall out and all I see in the spirit is oceans inside of me. Many have called me global, but I never really saw it. I have 150,000 followers on Instagram, Africa, New Zealand, people in other countries I've never been in have bought my products, books, services, coaching clients, Great Britain. I have clients all over, but I've never seen myself as global until that moment when I was on the ground. And he said, listen, you've been living for a few years. You've been living for a while, L-I-V-I, but you're going to rise up in your name. You are Olivia. I knew what I called you from the beginning of time, and now it's time to to break out. And so when I got up, I started using my name. And immediately my income, it just started shooting up. Like, I know I make good money. When I say money started pouring in, money started pouring in, but I had to stand in my name. I haven't done it for five years. So now I'm Olivia. That's my name. And I changed my website to oliviaanderson.global to represent what the Lord showed me, that I was full of oceans. And that we're about to see something different happen in entrepreneurship. We're about to see something different happen in the earth. We already know this is going to be a shaking, but as entrepreneurs, monetize everything is going to be legitimately. Listen, sell the stuff you don't need. Cut off the cable bill if you don't need it. Listen, if it's not adding value to your house, there's some stuff you don't need. Look at your numbers and say, what is it that I can cut out today that I can go and I can actually take two, $300 and start a new program, do something different, learn something I can replicate, 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 replicate so I can help somebody else, that I may become a wealth distribution center in the end times. Because it's coming sooner than we think. And entrepreneurship is not just something that for us to feel good about ourselves. It's a tool for the kingdom, and we need to be doing it. Wow. And I'm so glad that you, that you said that because there's a lot of people that need to hear that. You got to take out the, the old and you need to bring in the new. We, we've got to get to a point to where we start to look at everything from a bird's eye view. We're so busy. We have this tunnel vision, and we're only looking at 
you know, what is grabbing our attention and we're not realizing what's going on around us. And, and that's why we got to start getting a bird's eye view. And one of the best things is get rid of that dead weight. Anything that doesn't bring value is dead weight. All, all of it, you know, cable, that's dead weight. That's dead weight on your monthly budget. Okay. Cable is dead weight. It brings no value to you. the information that you can get from TV. That's going to be valuable to you. You can find online. Most of the other stuff, it's not even worth it. You're just wasting time. It's crazy because people ask me all the time, you know, did you watch this? Do you watch that? Do you watch this show? I'm like, oh yeah, I watched that show, but I haven't watched it since season two. And they go, what? What do you mean? It's five seasons in? I can't. Listen, I got a business to run. I got a family to support. I can't, I can't spend time watching TV all day when stuff's got to get done. So, I mean, you're definitely in the vein, Coach Livy. Uh, I'm so glad that you gave that word because that word is going to resonate with a lot of people that need to, to get rid of the dead weight need to get rid of that. Coach Livy, man, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I so appreciate you for taking time out of your schedule because I know you're very busy. Again, y'all, you know, you can find Coach Livy on all social media platforms, especially Instagram, and uh, definitely reach out, connect with her, follow her because she is a mighty woman of God. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. All right. So thank you all so much for joining us today. It's been great. Uh, I hope that this blessed some people and uh, definitely we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think about us. Let us know what you think about the guests, who you would like us to bring back on, the follow up. We definitely want to make sure that people are getting the right information. So y'all have a great day and remember to monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.